Welcome to the Get Healthier Podcast with Rena Jadhav, who's on a quest to uncover breakthroughs and cures in living longer, healthier, and happier. Genetic testing, stem cells, rattling, talking to Silicon Valley geniuses and the best doctors in the world about the hottest products and programs to make you live an amazingly joyful life. Are you ready? Now, here's your host, Rena. Hello, folks. It's Rena Jadhav here. And wow, what an amazing woman on the show today. We've got Dr. Sheila Doby, and she is an, not only an amazing, extraordinary woman, but she's a dentist. She's an author of a child's book. And we are going to talk to her today about the connection between our teeth and our health, because you may not know this, but our teeth can make us sick. Dr. Sheila, welcome. Hi, thank you, Rena. Thank you for having me on your wonderful show. So super excited because you know what? I'm so scared of dentists and I know like 92.6% of the population is. So I know I'm not alone and we're scared because of those darn drills. And, you know, and then it hurts and then we get shots and you just never know what's happening. With that said, as I've gotten older, I've realized that like dentists need to be your best friends, right? Absolutely. Embrace them because there is a connection between our teeth and our health. So we'd love to talk to you today about all of that, including, you know, the controversy around fluoride, along with the link between our different chronic illnesses, including heart disease mm-hmm. and Alzheimer's, and of course the microbiome in the mouth, because microbiome is the cool word, and you know, what is that? So we've got an amazing show ahead of us with that. You know, let's dive right in. Dr. Sheila, tell us a little bit about your background, first of all. How did you become a dentist and a holistic dentist at that? So I think I was born to be a dentist. At 13 years old, I started writing uh, projects about teeth when everyone else was talking about pop singers and and fun things. And um, I have always, I think that was my passion. I remember I went to a dentist when I was younger and I was like, wow, this is something I really want to do. And ever since then, um, I was lucky. I started dental school at 18 in England and um, I very rapidly finished dental school in five years. And then um, I moved over to the States and I've just been uh, loving it ever since then. My goodness. What a story. It's wonderful when you find your passion that early. Oh, absolutely. And and now I will totally feel blessed because I really love um, the dental aspect and the interaction between uh, me and my patients. But the, the great thing now is we're able to really get our patients healthy because we're more on the holistic side. So we're looking at the whole human um, health aspect and working towards getting people just healthier and happier. And a lot of people um, just do not know the links between oral health and systemic health. They just don't realize that there's such a major link. Um, There's now links between oral health and heart attacks, strokes, diabetes, Alzheimer's, premature births, a woman that has gum disease is seven times more likely to have a a premature child. Um, There's triggers in the mouth that are causing heart attacks and strokes. And people just don't know that. And even physicians don't often know that. And unfortunately, some dentists don't even know that. So it's really getting out there and, and integrating the whole human mouth with the body. And then that way we can get our patients as healthy as possible. For someone who's hearing this for the first time and is scratching their head going, what's the link between my teeth and losing the baby or, mm-hmm. you know, heart disease, could you just share in a kind of common person's vocabulary, what is that connection? It's that 
connection that is is that one word inflammation and inflammation is is the the one thing that well one of many things that causes so much disease so much of the chronic illnesses out there are due to inflammation in the body so there's the mouth has millions and millions of bacteria different kinds of different strains and most of them are healthy but if it goes to certain points where the bacteria overgrows it's now covering your teeth it's now in your gums it's now on your tongue enters the bloodstream, it's now going to cause much more issues because what's going to happen is that inflammation is going to cause other issues, chronic inflammation, which now leads to heart attacks, strokes, and all those other illnesses I've mentioned earlier. So we really have to control the bacteria that's in our mouth so it doesn't get into the bloodstream. And an analogy that I like to use is um, our body has like a little police force. So if there's a little crime going somewhere, then all those forces are going to go to that area. Now, if you've got chronic gum disease, your body's just fighting there constantly. If something else happens in your body, it doesn't have the resources to go there and actually deal with that. So then what happens is your, your system is compromised and you're more likely to get other illnesses. Not to mention the fact that bacteria going into the bloodstream is going to cause inflammation and get into other areas which is dangerous, potentially life-threatening. Thank you so much for, for giving us that little quick lesson out there on the connection. Um, how does someone know if they have good teeth? Now, I think a lot of people, what they, they look at the appearance of teeth and just yes. a smile and they think, wow, they have beautiful teeth. Um, and it's just from the superficial teeth. And obviously the front teeth always look great because those are the ones you're always brushing because that's what everyone gets to see. But a lot of the issues happen in between the teeth where people aren't flossing and food gets stuck in between, starts eating away the teeth in, in between. So we do need to go to the dentist regularly every six months, x-rays as needed, um, depending on your susceptibility, not necessarily every year, not necessarily every six months. It all depends on the susceptibility of you as a person to getting decay. So um, through the x-rays, we can actually see in between the teeth, the areas that are prone to having decay. And also the dentist needs to do a very comprehensive exam. And that's something that is very important because it's not a case of just going to the dentist and looking in the mouth. We have to check for oral cancer, make sure that the whole head and neck, the lymph nodes under the tongue, all the soft tissue, everything is being checked. We also need to be checking the jaw joint because if something's off with the jaw joint, it's going to start causing um, issues with headaches and uh, and other um, and other issues, uh, TMJ issues, jaw clicking, um, and the head is all linked to the neck. So it's other issues like neck issues. Um, so all of that is integrated. And then we've also got to check for like sleep apnea because that's another thing that if if we are not getting enough oxygen in the night and not being able to oxygenate our brain and how our heart is working over there's also risks there for, for needing to, to get that treated. Otherwise, other chronic issues happen because you're not getting enough oxygen to the brain. I, exactly. There's so much that's connected up here. Yeah. Right here. Right here. Exactly. And it's one of the least, I think, focused areas uh, when we get into chronic health issues. Let's talk a little bit about the difference between traditional dentistry and holistic dentistry, which is mm -hmm. something we practice which is something I learned the hard way when I had my big chronic illness crisis. So again, for those of, of our listeners who go, a dentist is a dentist is a dentist, please, if you could talk a little bit about that. 
Well, there is a huge difference between a dentist and a holistic dentist because a holistic dentist and a comp is kind of looking at everything, the whole body experience. They're not just looking at you and just thinking teeth. We're looking at everything to do with your health in correlation to your teeth. So we're looking at how do we get your teeth healthy, your gums healthy, using the materials that don't have the chemicals that are dangerous for you. Because you don't want to be putting mercury in your, in your mouth that can cause mental issues. You don't want to be putting... Um, materials in there with BPA, you don't want to be putting um, materials that are just not biocompatible with your body. So a holistic dentist is putting materials that are biocompatible with your body so you're not having reactions further down. They're also understanding if you do have mercury, for example, what is a safe way of getting rid of that? How do we take that mercury out without causing contamination in the body? Um, and there's ways, there's like other holistic ways, for example, cilantro and parsley, natural ways to help collate these metals when you are taking these 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 toxic chemicals out. Um, and we're also using different products, not always something that you can buy on the shelf, but a lot of natural uh, products out there that uh, the nature has provided to keep you healthy. I have to share my own example. I had a bunch of fillings. I'm a sugar addict. What else do you expect? And for the mercury fillings because I'm that old. Um, <laughs> well, you don't look it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so kind. But with that said, when I had this, again, health crisis, one of the first things that one of my 21 integrative doctors said was, go get your mercury fillings removed. And as it turns out, um, when they tested me for heavy metals, they did find heavy metal. They did find mercury in me and we did get all the mercury removed. So one of the things that I share with anybody who asks me is, you know, one, get those mercury fillings out. And in fact, that itself is dangerous and you should follow like appropriate chelation procedures yeah. and work with a holistic doctor, right? Because you can't just get in there and pull it out. You need to be really careful. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that, about the importance of getting mercury out of your mouth? Yeah, so there's a safe way of doing that. A lot of it is the, 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 the isolation system that's used. You can't just go in there and just use routine suction systems because it's the vapor that's actually dangerous. Um, and you don't want to be inhaling that vapor. A lot of times people are like, oh, I'm going to go get my mercury fillings out. And that's when they fall the, the most sick because they've taken all this out, all the vapors out, and the body isn't ready to support that. So it's very important that the before a patient is going to do a lot of work and get a lot of the mercury fillings out that their body is fully supported and strong. So obviously through nutrition, um, there's a certain way of eating so that your body is healthy. And then you have to also look at the time when you're taking the, 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 the mercury out that it's getting taken out correctly. And you're also able to filter out all of the bad stuff using there's a certain protocol of chelating agents all natural that you can use that just helps the body detox all of that out next let's talk about root canals because that was the other thing i was told mm -hmm. that um traditional uh chinese medicine especially believes that there's a connection between where if you're if you've got root canals there's inflammation then it mm -hmm. creates um so it breaks the circuit basically yeah. You know, there's energy that goes through all uh, our body and goes through different channels. And when you've got a root canal that breaks the circuit, and depending on where that circuit's break broken, that's where you will start to see manifestation of disease. 
So you got to get those root canals out. Where do you come out on root canals? So root canals is a difficult one. And it's a, it's a case by case because sometimes, let's say a patient can't afford implants, but they've got a bunch of root canals, then you don't want them taking all the teeth out and then they can't eat. And then now we've got nutritional issues because they're, they've got, you know, they're not able to eat correctly. So so root canals, it's, it's really how they're done. And doing a, a good root canal is a, is a very difficult thing because there's thousands of microtubules and it's important to disinfect completely a tooth. Now, if you think of a root canal, it's the only time in, the, in, in, in medicine that you actually keep a dead thing in the body. And then you're trying to, it's not, you're not reviving it, but you're just kind of trying to keep this dead thing in just to be a space hold placer to, to, to be able to chew. But the problem that happens is the disinfection process. We're not able to often get all the canals completely clean and sterile, even the side ones. And if you've got something that even is a low-grade chronic infection, your body's going to try and, and, and clean that out. And that's where you have issues. So a bit of advice I can give anybody, if you're going to get a root canal done, it has to be done by someone that does know how to clean it out correctly and there are new therapies out there's ozone therapy there's different ways of doing things where we can get as much of it cleaned as possible the second is we have to keep monitoring any root canals that are in your mouth um, there is now 3d x-rays that you can kind of see um, around and see if there is infection in there uh, a little bit more advanced than a routine x-ray if needed because also you don't want to be taking x-rays unnecessary too but you, if you do have root canals they have to be evaluated to make sure that there's not a chronic infection in there because many times when someone does have a root canal there is some kind of infection in there because it wasn't either sterilized correctly or it's failed over time um, and if there is a suspicion there's either retreatment options or extract the tooth and consider some kind of implant in there. But it also has to be case by case because you don't want to take all your, your, your teeth out and then you don't have a way of putting them in. Let's say financially you can't afford implants and then now you can't chew and function correctly and you can't break down your food because your teeth are very important, not only for the aesthetics, but also for chewing and speaking. All right, I'm going to ask you the controversial question. Flora. Go on. Fluoride, baby. So fluoride. I would like to see a world where we don't need to have fluoride because we are eating better. We are nutritionally giving our body the right nutrition so that our teeth are stronger. The children are developing better. Um, and the human body has a capability of, of, of healing itself, of we don't really need external things and fluoride is an external thing and it has its side effects. It's, it's toxicity. It can affect the internal system in the body. Um, so in an ideal world, you don't need to use fluoride, but if you have a teenager that has drank a lot of soda and their teeth are decalcified, the fluoride does remineralize and help protect teeth. Now, there are other things that maybe aren't as good that are out there. There's calcium phosphate. There's different materials that are out there that can help that aren't as toxic as fluoride. But ideally, the key is, especially if you have kids or teenagers at that developmental stage, they have to have the calcium in their diet, the vitamin Ds. The, um, now there's studies out there that are showing even for, for, for healthy gums, you can uh, pomegranate extracts, CoQ10, there is just um, just a lot of things uh, that are out there that can just strengthen your gums, strengthen your teeth, so that you don't even need to have fluoride. So that's where I would like to see the fluoride controversy going. 
<laughs> got it. Got it. Now I hear you. Okay. What's a great routine that you follow with your teeth? Okay. So now, see, that's a bad one because often doctors are the worst patients. I'm supposed to floss uh, twice a day. And I can't say that I really do floss twice a day, but if you're going to floss once a day, it has to be at night because you've been eating all in the day. So there's going to be food that sticks in the, in between. And yeah. flossing is the, the key to, to, to gum health and oral health because you can get in between your, your teeth with, I mean, there's a lot of like water devices, water picks. They're, they're great, but unfortunately, the thing that we hate doing is the flossing and that's what is the thing that's going to work the best because it's going to really get inside the gums and clean everything out. So flossing twice a day and brushing twice a day, first thing in the morning and then last thing at night. I don't use any mouthwash or anything because I, I've pretty much eliminated most of that really bad stuff, which is the sugar. I don't eat sugar anymore. I used to, and I know it's super difficult to get rid of sugar out of your diet, but it's something that is so beneficial for your overall health. And it's so beneficial for your teeth because if you don't have the sugar in there, there's nothing that the bacteria can eat that will then cause the acid that eats away the teeth. Mm. So if you can get rid of the sugar, that's the key to having really strong, healthy teeth. So brushing twice a day and um, flossing twice a day is the key and reducing the sugar is the, um, is the key to, to, to oral health. You don't really need the mouthwashes. And you can also, once a week, I clean my tongue. I have a, a tongue cleaner um, and just stick your tongue out and clean all the stuff out of it. And, and just that's, that, that's all you pretty much need. I've heard something around baking soda being a really nice way to alkaline the mouth. I've also heard um, when you take your probiotics to actually pop the probiotic pill in your mouth, like to basically break open the capsule mm -hmm. and put it in the, the powder in your mouth mm -hmm. so that, because um, one of the things I think most of us, at least I didn't, maybe others do, I didn't know, is that in fact your gut starts here. Yep. This is the beginning of your gut. Like you think of your gut down here. Mm -hmm. uh, it begins here. Mm -hmm. And so, and it was like such an aha moment for me, like, oh my God, my digestion begins here. Mm -hmm. And so then it made sense that you'd want to treat this as well as you would want to treat your gut. So talk a little bit about, you know, things like, do they work if you were to pop open a capsule of a probiotic and put it in your mouth and swish it around? Does that sort of recalibrate the good bacteria in your mouth? Is that important? And then of course, baking soda. So baking soda, that's all great. Hydrogen peroxide is good also. Um, hydrogen peroxide can help get underneath the gums. Um, even coconut oil is great. Lauronic acid actually helps with uh, um, gum disease. So that's all good. Probiotics is a tough one because there's a lot of different controversy on studies with that. There's some people that are like, you don't want to just be randomly taking any probiotic because you don't really understand the flora. Um, so the key, what I tell my patients is just really, there's tests out there that you can do. If, for example, I see something in a patient's mouth that's unhealthy. Um, if I go in there and I see that we've done everything we can to eliminate gum disease, but that patient still has gum disease, there is testing that you can do and actually sample um, the bacteria, send it off for uh, lab work, come back, and then they, you can find out if they have a case of some really bad bacteria, and then you treat that bacteria. So... I think the oral, um, the probiotic aspect is, is more important for the gut health as opposed to the, 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 the oral health. Um, but it is all linked. So whether or not the capsule opening makes a difference, 
studies either or. So I'm not quite, I don't want to comment on that at this point because I just feel like every day I read something and it says one thing and then the other day it says something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true, right? They say, yeah. and of course, when they say that every seven years, anything we've known is now the opposite. Like they, we, we, we learn so much and it used to be seven. I think now every day, Sheila, we yeah. get new information that comes out and we're yep. learning so much on a daily basis. Um, I mean, we're Indian. We can go back to kind of what they used to do at my grandparents. I remember they had yep. this neem. Yeah. Right? It was like a neem toothbrush. Yes. And I remember laughing hysterically as a child, teasing my grandma and going, oh my God, you know, Nani, what you using? Like, we need to buy you a toothbrush. Yeah. And she'd laugh and say, this is my toothbrush. And oh, by the way, she had no cavities. Yeah. Um, so I think we're, we're going to probably learn how much... Uh, truth there was and how the older generation used Absolutely. to keep the, their gums and, and teeth healthy. There so is a, gum, but there is a lot to say about all that, um, like neem, um, a lot of the Ayurvedic products are really, I mean, uh, co turmeric, which we cook with is really, you know, it's an anti it's, it, it's yes. an anti-inflammatory and that does help. I mean, uh, coconut oil helps. It's, there are, and neem is, is good also, but it, it, the stuff that our grandparents used to use and they didn't have so much processed food. The issue now is that the diet is if you look at any process, so many packaged processed food and look at the sugar content in there, it's just absurd. There is so much sugar in the food. And, um, you know, so our kids are at an early age are eating um, sugar-based foods, getting cavities, and then now their teeth are getting holes in them. And these are the same teeth that have to last them till they're like 100 years old because this new generation with all the technological research will probably last for a really long time. You know, I'm going to share something controversial. So I had cavities from an early age, mm -hmm. and I have had health issues, chronic issues sort of later in life. My husband has no cavities. I mean, he eats just as terribly and processed and packaged and just has perfect teeth with no cavities. And I, I, in my mind, I think there's a connection with people that start to have cavities earlier. Mm -hmm. I think there is something around whether it's how they're, what microorganisms they were born with yep. um, that makes them unhealthier. Mm -hmm. than people who don't have cavities. And I think it's almost like it's that canary in the, in the coal mine scenario, right? So if, if you are prone to cavities, chances mm -hmm. are you are prone to health, it's chronic health issues. Absolutely. So, okay, absolutely. so I'm not, so I'm not jumping. Oh, absolutely. No, there is, um, there's actually um, a lot of documented evidence that shows that there's links between like, the just the bacteria the oral health that you're talking about i mean even now they're looking at there's a, a bacteria that's um for alzheimer's they're finding in the in in patients that have um a certain gum disease when they take that out there so you're absolutely right there is a, a correlation so then why is it that i got more cavities and my my husband doesn't like what, what makes an individual more prone to getting cavities than the other? So it could if be anything. Not food because we eat the same crap. Okay. But again, it was how were you raised, right? So when you were growing up, 
um, you know, what did you eat when you were developing, when you were developing as a child, or even from the antibiotics that your parents took? Like if your parents took an antibiotic while you were, uh, you were developing, that can affect your teeth, the discoloration, the, how strong the teeth are, how, um, you know, what kind of ca- the developing stages from oh. to when you're old, getting, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. How much calcium did you have? How much of the vitamins, the minerals did you have? Just like the human body, what did you do when you were younger? And then, okay, now you're eating the same kind of foods, but the bacteria, now studies have shown that families often have the same kind of bacteria in the mouth, right? right. Now, let's say at one point you married someone, you know, you, your partner didn't have gum disease. They've st- shown studies that when two people get together from, you know, kissing, what ends up happening is there's a transfer of bacteria and then that other person might now get gum disease. So, um, so the bacteria in the mouth is easily transferable so also the saliva, the pH of the saliva is also important. If you have a very acidic pH, you're more likely to get cavities because that um, it drops the remineralization process. There's also medications. If you're on um, high blood pressure medication, anti-seizures, antidepressants, you can get a, a drier mouth. Therefore, you don't have the protective aspect of saliva. Um, there are so many components, your current day diet, your regimes that you're doing, how you're brushing, how you're flossing, what, what's in your toothpaste. Are you putting something that's very abrasive? Every toothpaste has a different abrasion factor in there. And if you're using a toothpaste that's very abrasive, you can be causing recession. You can be wearing down your teeth, being, allowing your teeth to be more prone to getting cavities because you've got thinner enamel in there. So these are things that when you're looking at dental health, there's so many facets. When you know, when I look, when I have my patients and I'm looking at everything, what are they eating? What did they used to eat? What are, what's the what's the genetic makeup? Like, what did your parents? You know, what 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 was the genetic predisposition that you know that you've got because of your parents? And there is so many things that you have to look into to get someone healthy. Even gum disease, which is the hugest issue and the most underdiagnosed issue uh, um, concern with dentistry, is Gum disease is so underdiagnosed and gum disease is the one thing that is mainly linked to the heart attacks, the strokes, the diabetes, and all those chronic um, issues that I mentioned earlier. But it, it goes amiss because, you know, sometimes the dentist isn't screening for it. The patient doesn't know, you know, hey, they just a little bit of bleeding's happening in the sink. They don't realize that that's probably the beginning of gum disease. That's incredible. This has just been so insightful. <laughs> you mentioned children. Now you are the author of the cutest little book. Can you talk a little bit about it and show us a copy and tell us how our listeners can get that for their children. So this is my book. and Oh, I love it. And it's called uh, Ninja Tooth Battles. And um, it's written by me. And the and you can get it on Amazon or any anywhere where you anywhere online that you can get um, you buy books. Um, I wrote that book because I was just devastated with the amount of cavities and tooth decay that I was seeing in very young children. Literally, as soon as they were getting teeth, they would come in and they would start having little holes in them. And the parents would say to me, "Look, I cannot get my child to brush their teeth." And so I started telling a little story about like this big bad guy that would come in and there was, um, we have to go in the, you know, and fight these, these, um, the baddies and, um, Mr. Flossie and Mr. Toothbrush and they all had characters and the kids would love this story when they would come in for the dental appointment. And then my patients would be like, you know, when you talked about Mr. Flossie in the night, we, you know, we kind of 
talk about Mr. Flossie and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, geez, that's a good idea. Let me put it in a book. So, you know, when the kids come in for the dental appointment, they get a copy of the book and then the parents are able to actually use the book to help them brush and floss their teeth. And it's been super successful because something that has been really difficult for parents to do now is something that's a lot easier because they can say, well, you remember what happened to, you know, this character or this character. And then they're like, oh, geez, yeah. And then they, they get in there and they brush and floss their teeth. So it's been, it's been fun. <laughs> I love it. And they can get it on your website. Tell, tell everyone how they can get access to you. Yes. Yeah, so my website is uh, yourcaringdentist.com. And, um, yeah, on that website, I've got a lot about holistic dentistry on there and then the book can be bought on Amazon. Um, and, um, yeah, if you can, if you look on the website, yourcaringdentist.com, um, if you have any questions, reach out to me, I'll be more than happy to help you. This has been awesome. Dr. Joby, thank you so much for everything you do, your commitment to teeth and our health. I, I love it. And thank you for being part of our Healed Circle Leadership Council. Absolutely. Thank you. And, um, and for the rest of you, floss those teeth. Brush <laughs> those teeth. Take care of your teeth. You know, we are on a mission to end chronic illness. We want to touch 100 million Americans and tell them that they can get their health back. One of the first and easiest things we can do is just start flossing and using the right ingredients to brush and floss our teeth so with that said um, stay smiling and i'll see you on another one of these podcasts real soon that's a wrap share your love with a five-star review and get show notes at healthbootcamps.com connect with us on health boot camps facebook and twitter also don't forget to check out other great interviews and subscribe to the get healthier podcast today